Hello and welcome to Divisive Issues. We're having a bit of a different schedule change this time around. Daryl has declared a national emergency. Yeah. Uh, We're supposed to have the annual ready for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Ultimates 2. You guys excited? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you should you should be excited because we're not gonna do it tonight. Cause you have to keep that excitement until next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please please keep your excitement. <laughs> yeah, Phil's out on vacation and he has audio files that I need to edit the episode. So instead, we're doing an emergency. It's Tuesday night. It's nine o'clock. There I said this. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to hours. this on the day it came out, we are talking to you from like ten hours ago. <laughs> Yeah, this is the most modern, up-to-date content we'll ever deliver for you guys, so be appreciative. Yeah, and we were trying to figure out what we should do, like, off the cuff, like an emergency episode. And the best thing you can do is, like, do discussion-based stuff. And I I was thinking that we haven't really had an episode where we actually sit down and just talk about the Marvel Universe, which is what how most people know about these characters. The Marvel Cinematic you know. Universe, specifically. Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, the Marvel Universe. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the comics again. I guess we're right <laughs> Yeah. So first thing I want to ask is since we just wrapped up with Captain Marvel, like doing two months on her, are we, is anyone excited for the Captain Marvel movie? I'll go first. I am super excited for this movie. And one of the reasons why is because I feel like the Marvel movies do a really, really good job at getting to the core of the character and shaking off the continuity that gets in the way sometimes. Like you look at Thor, you get this core like sci-fi half magic, half sci-fi world of this like bombastic warrior character, but you lose Don Blake. You lose all the weird no. parts about that. And like, and I feel like the movies do a really, really good job at adapting it for a modern audience while you still, like, you watch Captain America and you're like, I mm -hmm. understand what this character is about. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you watch, like, Man of Steel, you're like, I don't really get what Superman's going for here. You know what I mean? He wants to kill all the Krypton's babies. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, like, Captain Marvel... I'm really, really looking forward to it because I haven't been a big fan of Carol as Captain Marvel. I feel like the movie will get to the heart of it without like necessarily getting the messy continuity or like the forced event tie-ins of like Civil War II derailing her character and everything. And I like I think that's where the movies excel is taking a bunch of comic book stuff and like I don't want to say diluting it because it's still very comic booky the Marvel universe, but in a mm -hmm. way that is like very digestible where. I can't necessarily show someone a movie on why I love The Flash, but if somebody's like, what's the deal with Iron Man? Iron Man 1, by the end of that, you're like, I understand why people like Tony Stark, you know? Mm -hmm. I understand yeah. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, <That's> exactly. <laughs> I am Iron yes, Man. Yes, I am. What about you, Sly? So, um... Are you excited for Captain Marvel? I am. Half of it is because I don't know if they can cut to the core of Captain Marvel because it's such a mess of a character. <laughs> so I'm curious how they accomplish that. And number yeah. two, I actually got the movie spoiled for me. Uh, be careful looking at the Funko Pops. They actually spoiled the movie for you guys. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, what a way to have something get spoiled. Yeah, so the Funko Pops have spoiled a major uh, plot review in the movie. But it actually made mm -hmm. me really, really interested. It's a twist you only know if you know uh, Carol Danvers. So it, it shows me they're diving deep huh. into the character. The, mm. that, that, the twist they're pulling off. That's very mm. cool. What about you, Daryl? Are you excited? Uh, it's kind of like this lukewarm excitement. It reminds me kind of like of getting ready to see like Doctor Strange and being like, I want to see this just because I've read material based on him. I'm like, how do you handle this character in movie format? But I'm not like in love with the character. I'm not like this needs to be a thing. I want to see this. I'm, I'm more so just like, 
I just have no goddamn clue how you go about creating a movie where I'm like, right, yeah, like they hit Carol Danvers, yeah. like they nailed her perfectly. Yeah. It's it's well, just I guess we'll have to figure see see if they figure <laughs> yeah. it out. So you're so what you're yeah. trying to say is that uh you don't like it because Brie Larson doesn't smile enough in the trailer, right? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, I don't like it because at least from what I've seen, I haven't, I I haven't gotten the chills of like the where Carol's like gonna mess me up. Because you read those comics and you're like, oh my god, she would kill me <laughs> if I like complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of Carol Danvers I want to see. Is I want her to kill someone. I'm also one of the things I'm really curious about too is seeing how they because like Marvel put off having a woman lead for such a long time. Yes. And like, yeah. I'm really curious on how they differentiate it from wonder woman because like Carol's a very different character and like the setting's completely different. And like, I'm not saying like, Oh, they're women. So it's going to be the same, but like, because wonder woman was so successful and was the first one out, I want to see how they differentiate. It's the same thing. Like when I saw Aquaman, it was very interesting seeing how they differentiated it from like Thor and black Panther, which were very similar concepts and characters but done like very differently and i always find that really interesting is how do they differentiate it without being different just for the sake of being different i don't i I can't i can't see how wonder woman and captain marvel are the same besides the fact it's the first female superhero from their perspective you know they're very different that's kind of how i how i feel too like i get what you're saying about like that the like the, the similar beats and how they will differentiate themselves over time but it's like i feel like you have a lot more hope in Wonder Woman, or at least like from watching that movie, mm-hmm. that's the feeling you get from this. Is hope for humanity, which I'm like, do you like? Is the Cree race struggle embodying the hope of humanity? No, not yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, ever. like obviously thematically they'll be very different, but I just mean like there's just certain things that I feel like it's gonna be impossible to avoid comparisons from, whether they're yeah, justified naturally. or not. You know, like yep. I remember like when Black Panther. It's, it's came the same out, thing. As soon as yeah, the DC has the first black lead in a superhero movie. You're you're gonna get Black Panther comparisons. Yeah, exactly. On the other hand, yeah. um, what was this? Uh, Spider Verse uh, came out, and that was completely different from Black Panther. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be the same. I think the comparison is going to be that they're both female superheroes. Because uh, yeah. I'm actually wondering, because like Wonder Woman was so different from all the movies around it. It was, you know, first yeah. of all, it was a period piece. It so was it, good. It, it was good. It was, <laughs> it was also very grounded. DC good. Yeah. we should clarify. Yeah, exactly. Except, for, exactly. except for the third act, it was very grounded. Um, the third act goes a bit uh, more superhero-y, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Captain Marvel inherently feels it has to go more superior because she's like the most over the top hero Marvel has had. So she's far. from like space. Yeah, she can, she can go super saiyan basically. Like <laughs> yeah, see in the trailer, yeah. like yeah. no other hero can do that in the Marvel universe. Yeah, no one's that powerful except for Thor. But even he doesn't uh, go uh, fly around shooting down armadas and uh, yeah, awesome. I seen yeah. Thor and even then, she's like she, again, she's like based kind of like half in Earth from the start, rather than like here's a strange god coming to our world. It's like isn't she? Supposed, whatever well that's what like, i don't we even have, know i don't even know the yeah, plot of the yeah movie i have no be. idea and like yeah. one thing is i'm really excited not to get like super political because we try not to do that so much anymore but oops. like yeah oops well but now like, we have to bring oops i talk politics back here because yeah, yeah, oops yeah. we talk politics and we have we can't have no show to talk about on we got razor guys is hype for the eventual comeback in 2070 <laughs> yeah. but one thing that like i'm really excited for is like when even though like i'm guilty of doing it just now by like bringing up these comparisons i'm really excited for there to be two strong female superhero leads so that every time we judge like a how a woman was portrayed in a superhero movie it doesn't have to be compared to wonder woman and it reminds me of like you know when you talked about like female presidential candidates everyone was always compared to hillary and now there's so many running that like it's nice that we could talk about it from 
a more nuanced perspective than just like, well, are you like Hillary or are you not like Hillary? And well, now, to be fair, yeah. you, could, you could have always compared. You could always compare him to Electra or a uh, high-grade <laughs> Catwoman too. <laughs> yes, oh my yes. god, that's that's uh... that that if if anything really proves my point. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'll be really excited to see how like. We, I, I just want more diversity and depth in the leads. And, like, that's one of the reasons why Black Panther was so great. That it opened the door for that. But, like, I'm really excited to see, like, like you said, Sly, with Spider-Verse, it didn't have to be, like, look, there's a black lead in a superhero movie. We could just, like, it didn't have to represent something larger than what it was trying to. And I think it really excels in being, like, a not grounded, but, like, you get to see just, like, a more just, like, he's just a kid, and it doesn't very have relatable, to be, like... Very very, very um, a personable story. Yeah, he doesn't have to mean everything to everybody, you know? He, and, like, Wonder yeah. Woman's one of those things that had to be, like, this archetypical, one uh, like, woman superhero movie that now I feel like Captain Marvel has more freedom to not have to tell every story at once, you know? I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, which, which I don't even think it's... it's. I mean, who knows what this means. Well, who yeah, knows? But... The, the trailer does, does have highlight the fact she's a woman saying, oh, it was, uh, see... Uh, no, but, like, I'm not saying they don't it have does, to... Yeah. I'm not saying they have to hide it or anything, but, like, they don't have to be, like... Not everything is riding on this as, like, it was for Black Panther and Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's not, exactly. That's not the defining feature going forward. If going forward, yeah. forward, we can just have female heroes that just exist and they are female heroes. Yeah. And they don't have to so, be sidekicks and supporting characters. They can actually so be leads. Yeah. Taking a step back from the Captain Marvel movie, I think it'd be interesting to discuss what our general feelings are about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what we thought, like, when... Was Iron Man the first movie yes. that, like, yeah. jump-started yes, it? Yes, literally yeah. was. Uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D., it was supposed to be just a one-off, and then that S.H.I.E.L.D. reference at the end was like, let's use that and go... Yeah, when uh, Nick Fury's horrible. like, welcome to the Avengers, or like, yeah. you know, stuff like oh. that. Yeah. Uh, originally, originally wow. uh, Samuel Jackson didn't want to be in the sequels. Like, they had to uh, basically, like, give him tons and tons of money. He was just uh, supposed to have, like, the only... <laughs> they didn't sign up anyone. Like, originally, the reason why Terrence Howard is in, in Iron Man 2 is because uh, they were so disorganized at the time. Like, his contract was higher than Robert Downey Jr.'s, and they, he wasn't signed on for a second contract, so they had to renegotiate his contract. And he's like, no, I'm not taking a huge pay cut fuck you and you left well so, yeah. i mean robert Downey mm. jr got super lucky because they took a big risk because his career was kind of like in a big slump that yeah. he actually got a percentage not a flat rate so all of a sudden mm. he was in the highest grossing movies ever and he's making like this insane amount yeah. of money <laughs> yeah so what were you saying daryl yes iron man was the first it's, it's just or just like how you feel maybe like back then versus now or whether or not like do you see this as a like a completely self-sustaining model? Sort of like with Star Wars where you just get used to a Star Wars release every year. Is it you're going to get used to like Marvel blockbuster releases like twice per year? Well, one thing that I want to give the context for is when the Marvel movies started coming out, I was like a strictly DC reader. Just because I just like it wasn't like I was avoiding Marvel. Mm. I just started with DC and just hadn't it's, gotten. It's to interesting Marvel to yet. think there's a time of your comic reading I completely forgot about where you weren't reading Marvel. Yeah, and Actually, most of the Marvel movies, like pretty much all of them until like well after Avengers 1, all of those were my first real exposure to the characters, which is mm -hmm. like so shocking to say now. But like I didn't know what a, anything what a, about... What a casual. Yeah. No, I like super was. <laughs> and like I thought Iron Man like was a robot because of the Black Sabbath song. Like when I saw Iron Man 1, <laughs> like, like for real. And like, I'd never read a Thor comic before seeing Thor. Same thing with Captain America, like all these things. And 
the movies were like, I can't give a better testament to their success than me being the biggest nerd in the world now. (laughs) I feel like it was really, really great to see the world through that lens the first time. And like now, I don't know what to say other than like, it super worked to sell me on every concept that they had. And Mm. for a while, I was like, I was kind of like convincing myself that I was like, they're coming out too frequently. They're going to spin their wheels too hard or like they're being too ambitious. And then I kept thinking like every time I saw a Marvel movie, I left loving it. So I kind of stopped being like, this is too much. This is too much. This is too much. And I'm just like, yeah, no, this I like, is unsustainable. This is just, this is just like for me. Like I remember, how are they going to pull off Ant-Man? How are they going to pull off Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? How are they going to pull off Infinity yeah. War? And eventually I was like, why am I worried? Every one of these is great. Even the ones that aren't like amazing are still like, I still leave really enjoying them. I don't think there's a bad Marvel movie. Yeah. They're all entertaining. Yeah. What about you, Sly? You've always been the big Marvel, what do they call it? Marvel zombies or something? People that love <laughs> oh, Marvel the most? Marvelites. Marvel zombies. That's the thing. True believer. True believer. I <laughs> true believer really? Sure. Yeah, true. That's what Stanley always calls Oh, uh, Excelsior. <laughs> um, when the, when the Marvel movies came out, um, uh, Iron Man was kind of like my nerd wish, come, my, my dream come true when it came out, and I never thought uh, there would ever be a ca- like a Captain uh, America movie, a Thor movie. What about uh, the '70s Captain America movie? I, I thought that would be the only uh, <laughs> the only attempt to ever make out it, and for good reason. Because it could be because I just love Captain America since I grew up reading a lot of his comics. So I thought there would be like a Captain America movie in the future. I didn't think anyone would be interested in a Thor. The, the, yeah. reason why, the reason why I was... Uh, uh, Captain America was more likely than Thor, for sure, because who the fuck knew Thor before in movies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, be, like, yeah. Such a, Whereas, like, Captain America fighting Nazis is, like, a pastime. <laughs> he was, like, an iconic figure in the uh, World War II era. Like, he was uh, a big solo back then. Yeah, like, Thor has never been, like, the biggest book on the shelves. Yeah, he, 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 yeah and, who's like, ah, I'm just waiting for that Thor movie to come out back in, like, the 90s. And, and, I mean, and that's coming from someone who's a huge Thor fan now, but, like, you know, it's... that's. <laughs> He's not the X Men. <laughs> I also think Thor's a, uh, yes. Thor's a weird sell because uh, he's a, he's a Norse mythology, but he's also Marvel's unique spin on it. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very it was always a weird sell, and I'm, I was impressed they were able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like Norse mythology has never been like a big seller Hollywood wise, being like we're gonna base something on Frank. And, and if you were a big Norse fan, you would have wanted to see a Marvel snake. <laughs> <on. laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, keep in mind, before like Marvel Universe, all the only good superhero movies were like the the actual. Uh, big name ones like Spider-Man, Superman, mm. Batman, X-Men. and X-Men. Like, uh, they tried like uh, Daredevil and Fantastic Four, uh, Ghost Rider, <laughs> Ghost Rider. Daredevil. Oh my God, Ghost Rider! They tried all these movies. Right. They always sucked because uh, they were more like. They... Didn't Ghost Rider get a sequel? Yeah, yeah, it did. The only one that was the only fluke victory was Blade. But uh, mm. for the most part, yep. uh, for the most part, they just never uh, a lower tier characters never got the attention. And even mm. when they had like a good movie, like I think the Thomas Jane Punisher movie is is really good. Like it still was always these like cult classics. Yeah. They weren't ever like big blockbusters. Yeah, that was a little budget movie too. Very low yeah, budget. Exactly. Like million, I think it was like a million dollars or something. Like very crazy low budget for that one. Mm-hmm. So and even like Iron Man, uh, Iron Man's an example of like what what the landscape was because no one really gave a shit to the point that the original Iron Man script was supposed to be. Iron Man versus his dad, and his dad was War Machine. Like, uh, uh, names were interchangeable. Oh. Characters, they would just use, like, recognizable names and slot them into whatever bullshit script they wanted, pretty much. And that will yeah, be your... They, they thought that's what people would want to see. It's like, look, War Machine, even though it's his yes, dad. Yes, that's not fucking Rhodey, ro- uh, yeah. the character who actually defined the uh, actual identity. And, like, Iron Man was mm-hmm. so, like, 
unexpected that I saw uh, Denny O'Neill give a lecture in college that who created Iron Monger, the villain of Iron Man one. And he didn't even know he was in the movie until he got a royalty check. And he was like, Oh, <laughs> I guess this is a movie. Cool. <laughs> so not only was uh, Iron Man probably the most faithful uh, super movie up to that point, uh, it, it teased that this, this, this going to start, the movies are going to start doing what like fans always fantasize about. Like, well, what if the X-Men met the Spider-Man in the movie? Stuff like that. But now mm-hmm. they're actually going to start doing it with uh, Iron Man meeting the Hulk and all these other characters and you had uh, Tony Stark making a cameo Incredible Hulk so the, mm-hmm. all this other stuff I remember how big of a deal like when Avengers came out that that was where it's like you have all these pre-established characters all going to meet on the big screen together and I remember like when everybody thought it was going to fail yeah, everyone like, I remember film. even us, Sly, I yeah. think we saw it together in college, and we were like, there's no way they're going to be able to pull this off. And then yeah. we left and we're like, <laughs> how did they do that? And, and, more, and, more, important cont- and, and more context for that, uh, remember X-Men. The X-Men films are pretty much Wolverine films starring the X-Men. It was, yes. assumed, it was mm-hmm. assumed until Avengers uh, uh, like Avengers movies, you could never have equal equal screen time for every... Like, not, even, not even equal, because you know, obviously there are disparities in the screen time of like Hawkeye versus certain characters, yeah. but they at least... Yeah. A show uh, gave highlights and scenes of these characters acting cool. In uh, X Men, you maybe get like uh, a Colossus for like one scene in X Two, and that was it. He he left the movie yeah. after that. Goodbye, I'm gone. But yeah. like uh, Avengers showed that you could have uh, an ensemble superhero movie. Like uh, uh, multiple characters are the main character of the story, not just one character. Everyone else is the guest starring in their their solo movie, basically. Yeah, and like the mm-hmm. team dynamic can carry the characterization. Yeah. You don't need just like one origin story or one coming of age story, you know? Cause like Avengers doesn't have any origins in it. And that's like crazy, you know, like at the time that's like, how do you, you know, like nobody thought that that could happen. And the thing that's so fascinating about the MCU is that, they really had to get it right because they only made these movies because they didn't have rights to any characters that people cared about. Yeah, so they, they, they oh, had to yeah. make you care about. That's not a good thing about, but because they had to make you care about these characters, they weren't just rusting on the laurels. Like um... B- Batman vs Superman is like that, where it's like you just are gonna see it because you already know Batman, you already know Superman, and let's watch them fight. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, you have to like. Whereas here, they don't have to rely. They can't rely on X Men. They can't rely on Fantastic Four. Yeah. Or Spider-Man, you know, yeah. and Spider-Man, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and and that's the thing is like people forget that like Iron Man and Captain America and Thor were not characters that most people knew. The reason at why all. civil, mm. the reason why Civil War uh, was structured the way it was with Iron Man being pro-registration was because uh, no one really knew what to do with Iron Man uh, uh, around the time. So, it, like, it really, like, it really didn't matter what impact that would have on his book, even though it made his popularity among comic fans tank at the time. Uh, a good example of that is in the nineties. Oh, uh, hell yeah. The Crossing? The Crossing. An event called Avengers of Crossing. Uh, Iron Man, there's so little idea of what to do with Iron Man. Uh, he was considered such a negligible character. They actually had him turn evil. The Avengers fought him, and they had to go back in time and find a young Iron Man to, be, to replace the, the current Iron Man. They Not got just te- a young Iron Man. Teen like, Iron Man. Like a teenager. <laughs> yeah, like they because they're like, what do we do with this Iron Man character? What the fuck? We'll have teen... Is that... Yeah. Isn't that kind of what they did with Cyclops? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that's, that's but like it's also <laughs> dumb when they do it with the X-Men. Yeah, and uh, we, we were talking about this off, off mic because X-Men is now finally, uh, they got the rights to, like Fox and Marvel have been coming to agreement. I forget I forget what this, what the current status quo is. Like, did they resolve it? Or, or, mm-hmm. like, I what, think what, Disney's what, buying all the Fox IPs. <laughs> yeah, so, but now that uh, X-Men is relevant again, now they get, they, 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 as soon as X-Men became relevant again, they got rid of all the teen fucking uh, time travelers. They immediately got rid of it. Like, like, like it's a sign that 
that they, that they, okay, now we can start caring about this property again. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going away yeah. now. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for what it's worth, it's so the, like, head of Marvel is this, like, is, like, a personal friend of Trump and, like, this huge, like, Republican mm. petty asshole that he, like, literally would, they would Photoshop X-Men and Fantastic, Char- and Fantastic Four characters off of, like, iconic logos and stuff when they made t-shirts because they're like, we're not giving Fox any publicity. Yeah. Like, that's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, and he also, like, the, 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 like, they only have one bathroom for the entire building, something like that, like, so people wouldn't use the bathrooms as much yeah. or something like that. Like, so, very wow. draconian, uh... Yeah, yeah that is some very, like, rude shit. Yeah, that's but, one uh, thing that's that's always tough is because, like, I super love, you know, the Marvel movies and, like, you mentioned Star Wars and stuff, but, like, Disney acquiring all these things is, like, super scary and, like, it's really hard mm. to walk that line where I'm like, you're doing such a good job with these IPs, but you're doing such a bad job with, like, the world. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah. As Joe always puts it, uh, it's gonna happen anyway. I'm glad it's Disney doing it and I get to see my favorite characters <laughs> fight each other. <laughs> so, yeah. If I'm to be ruled by a tyrant, I want it to be Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And so I, I gave all this hype to the MC movies to uh, segue into the fact that I, I have grown into fatigue with them personally. That's surprising because yeah. I really haven't at all. Uh, it's not. It's not necessarily uh, f- fatigue of Marvel uh, specifically. It's just fatigue with uh, all these movies coming out uh, in general. Like there's there's a, a, a hundred blockbusters every year now, and it's hard to keep up with any of them. I mean, back in the day, you you they'll be like, I remember like X Men First Class, like. When that came out, there was like Thor came out the same year, X Men First Class came out, and Captain America came out the same year, and I was like, "Whoa, you got like three major releases in the same year!" Like that was a big deal yeah. at the time. Now that's like nothing. Now it's like yeah, fifty, and I'm like, I just I, I I literally can't keep up with this many movies at the same time. It's gonna be. I think Captain Marvel comes out in like a week or two, yeah, or something like mm-hmm. very soon. And just this year, we've had what Spider Verse, Aquaman, Captain Marvel, and Shazam is about to come out too. Yeah, that's and it's February, <laughs> and and you know, it's uh, superhero films are. Dumb. Uh, obvious like the hot new thing so all the blockbusters are focusing on them but it's just a general mm-hmm. glut of, of, of blockbusters in general uh spielberg and like george lucas talk about it how they don't think the current uh, hollywood models is sustainable because it used to be you have like one big movie a year to pay off your losses for your small movies mm-hmm. but now every every movie out, coming out is a big movie yeah very small very... well it's honestly, it's honestly keep making the money back it's like there's no yeah, reason the, for them to yeah, stop. But the, yeah but the people are gonna look and say like eventually there'll be diminishing returns and, and like you're putting so much money into a movie the, the, it would just take like one gigantic big enough bomb to like crash and start a studio like that's what happened like in, in the 80s or something. i mean i don't know like justice league bombed and then aquaman did super well you know so like I don't yeah, necessarily so like, buy into that theory. Well, yeah, yeah. no, no. Uh, there are older filmmakers who knows what that's true. I, I, I think it's true just because of uh, eventually things grow too big over time. Uh, like there's a fine line by the money in the world. Like you're gonna, you can't expect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sly, Sly has an inherent cynical look outlook on no, I th- every I think that's very, industry. I think that's very fair, but. One thing that I think is, like, the reason why I don't really worry that much about that is because, like, if, let's say, in five years, the Marvel movies really slow down, they go back to one a year or whatever, like, until they make a crappy movie that feels like a cash grab or, like, phoning it in, I, like, don't really care right now. Like, right. Yeah, even if it's unsustainable, like, I've still thoroughly enjoyed every single one, and they keep getting more and more ambitious that, like, yeah. sure, you know, if... if if this is unsustainable and I'm only going to get this many good superhero movies for two years, so what? I'll enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah, you're right. Uh, as purchasers, the fucking politics behind the camera doesn't really fucking matter. And this was a point of segue. I'm sorry. I was just... <laughs> no, no, <that's, laughs> I think it's a valid point, though. No, it's because fine. It's fine. That's a very common thing is like, can you really do this forever? I'm like, probably not. But you know what? I'm still... I still love seeing them. <laughs> 
I, I think there's Sly speaks some power to the 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 idea that like superhero movies aren't as special anymore as when they were first coming out because I remember being like super stoked for this was I think back in like eighth grade for the Spider-Man Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie to come out and I'm like this is so cool like Spider-Man in like a, a theater format uh, the, the, when X-Men was coming out like they were the, like Fox yeah yeah, yeah. I was hyped yeah. for X-Men Fox would um have like specials like oh tune in fucking Wednesday uh, after fucking Simpsons to watch a sneak preview of X-Men and I'll fucking like the whole week I'll be so excited like fucking shaking my seat to see a fucking sneak peek of fucking Mystique in live action the first time (laughs) and shit like that (laughs) but I mean the thing is like with stuff like that I think that's more just a transition into our like much faster paced digital yeah like because like when the Captain Marvel trailer came out or the Infinity War trailer came out or the Endgame trailer came out that's, like, all the internet talked about for a few days. And, like, yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. as hyped as, like, the Super Bowl spot or whatever. But, like, that is still a thing. It just happens in a day instead of a week. Yeah, but it, I kind of take that yeah. as just the way it is now. Yeah, but uh, to buttress uh, Daryl's point a bit, that is why I don't see every single Marvel movie anymore. Uh, uh, I will never forgive you for not having seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet, Sly. You're, like, the biggest Ant-Man <laughs> fan in the world. <laughs> um. I'm sorry, I, I, I failed you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you've shamed him too much. You forgot all the stuff. I was just gonna say, like, uh, Ant-Man was a good example because when it came out, people were saying this is a nice break from uh, Avengers. And I'm like, I-, I can wait to see this later then because um, yes, that is a really good point because I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, and like with so many of these movies, I'm like, this is like really like nice and it's neat, but I like. I still remember walking away from, like, the first Avengers being like, wow, that was, like, really amazing to see. And I almost kind of feel that way with Infinity War, where it's like, this is such a crazy how they put everything together. Yeah, that's, that's definitely... That, like, I, I walked away really amazed from that, where it's like, Ant-Man and the Wasp was like, this is good. And then I walked away from Ragnarok being like, hey, this is good. These aren't things where it's like, I feel like the, the, the urge to really talk to them with other people. Yeah, Zorak is another one I didn't see yet, so uh, oh, people can yeah. it. I love it a lot. But, but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like all, the, They're still putting out really high quality yeah, stuff, this... even if I feel like, like kind of like Sly, like I don't blame him for not seeing them because it doesn't feel like you need to see them. But if he does watch it, he'll enjoy yeah, it. That, that, yeah. I'm not saying this because, fuck, those movies are garbage. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm saying this because... Yeah, I, we've only had Sly say that about DC. Yeah. There's such a glut of good movies that I, I feel like I can take my time with... Yeah. Because like, that was that was that came out like a busy summer season anyway. And I was like, I've seen the movies, movies this summer. I can, I can chill for now. I think uh, that that's mm-hmm. also fair, and that's also, I think, to me, like, a nature of, like, current media. Like, we talk about this with comics all the time, is there's, like, the events that we, like, have to read, because they tie into everything, and, like, you know, we... Like, like Heroes in Crisis, which we talk about on our Patreon, is another example of, like, a book that is important to the DC Universe, so, like, we should be following it, even if I hate mm-hmm. it, where there's a lot of comics that, like, we actually talked about this a little bit, Sly and I, off mic, trying to plan Captain Marvel episodes, where we were, like... This is good. These are good comics that I enjoy reading a lot, but are they good for the show? Not necessarily. And I feel like it's okay for some movies to just be good and fun, and they don't have to be that huge, you know, around-the-water cooler thing. And I like that the superhero movies are diverse enough that, like, Ant-Man is just, like, a fun heist movie. And most like, movies, most most yeah. uh, a movie just being like an enjoyable uh, romp is what most people, uh, most casual movie goers want. That's why like, Transformers make big yeah. money. Like uh, I know it, it makes like movie buff uh, fans like a noise, like oh these shallow Marvel films. But the reason why it's successful, the same reason like fucking Robin Hood and like uh, Tarzan movies in the 1940s was successful. People like pulpy, like fun, just yeah. 
uh, adventure mm-hmm. ROMs, and like uh, the more demanding on the audiences will be like, oh, this is- yeah. If, if everyone had to see multiple Infinity Wars per year, you wouldn't be like, wow, this is like yeah. it, it wouldn't be special anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the quieter, more personal movies, but like I also completely understand like. I'm not like Sly, you have to see this in theaters, where something like Spider-Verse, I was like pretty adamant to people, you should see this in theaters because this is something that you should experience now. Yeah, Phil, uh, to mm-hmm. call Phil, Phil said, I'm so glad I saw this in theaters. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Daryl, uh, if you're all waiting out... Poor me. If you're, waiting, <laughs> if you're waiting for DVD of your family, maybe... Uh, don't, I mean, I don't it'll know. still be very good. It'll still be very good. But <laughs> like, too late. But, like, you know, like... <laughs> I, sh- I wanted to see Infinity War in theaters for all, mm, like, the beautiful yeah. sounds, but I didn't. It's too late for me. <laughs> but, like, something like Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm like, Sly, you should see it for your personal taste and love of these characters mm. and specific reasons. I don't think it's a movie that, like, everybody has to rush out and see. Yeah, you know what I mean? you know, I feel like... To get back to, like, the, the difficulty with, like, the MCU is there's so many of the movies come out, or at least it feels like a lot of the movies come out, that you can't tell what you might, like, personally mm-hmm. find really interesting. Like, I absolutely love Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, I was so glad I watched that. Mm-hmm. And I would not have seen it, potentially, if I wasn't that invested in trying to keep up with all the MCU mm-hmm. lore. But that's the that's the brilliant thing about MCU, because a lot of people are... Uh, I saw a lot of... Uh, like, I saw Doctor Strange, and I wouldn't have... I, I would have seen Doctor Strange in any way, but, like, only because I'm a big Doctor Strange fan. But if I'm a casual view- yeah. moviegoer, I, I would probably skip that movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's the difficulty, because, like, I watch Doctor Strange, and I'm like, this is neat... But that's not like something where I was like, "Wow, like I really love." I'm that gonna movie. watch that like, again. I will never watch Doctor Strange again. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Whereas, like with Homecoming, that really resonated with me, and for a lot of other people, I know people love Ragnarok. Yeah, I know, and, and that's, it's like that really resonates well with that's them. That's why it's that's why MCU thing is really clever because uh, it it really uh, makes films that would just uh, drop off the radar be somewhat relevant, and and not everyone's going to agree which ones are are good, but everyone's going to see them and probably have an opinion on uh, uh one well, strong opinion on on one or two of them like yeah. uh, a lot of people like I remember uh, when anime uh, was released it, w- it was doing poorly when it first came out and like word of mouth carried that one but, but like that was a movie no one expected to do well same thing with I think Captain America Captain America yeah. with, with the first one it actually when, when it started showing up on Rotten Tomatoes it was at like 10% and it slowly slowly climbed all the way up to 70% like it was like the true underdog story mm. worthy of Captain America himself <laughs> uh, seeing critics being like well, you guys are being too tough on it I, I'm not like this movie and slowly going up to uh, fresh I thought it's like it's, it's interesting because um Otherwise, it'll be just, oh, it's just another fucking uh, movie no one looks looks twice at, but uh, because it's part of this larger narrative, people are giving them a second chance just to see yeah. uh, what, what the pub is about. And yeah. also, in that same vein, I feel like they can take a lot more risks. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were very risky mm-hmm. to, like, yes. you know, you have, like... They're very different feeling yeah, from they're very the different feeling. Yeah. It's, like, they're these weird niche that I know, like, not everybody likes, but, like, I'm a big fan, and, like, a lot of my friends are, like, they, like, they're their favorites. They're my sister. Yeah, they're they're my wife's favorites. And it's interesting to see like that not everything resonates with everybody. Where like I like I think my favorite MCU movies might be the Ant-Man movies, and that's like very surprising to people, but I like how my, diverse... my, my favorite is Ant-Man 1. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Find, find me, bro. <laughs> but like <laughs> Sly, why haven't you seen Ant-Man 1? <laughs> it's, 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 it is, a, is a, one reason is because it's, it's a very different set of circumstances because it is uh, Adam McKay doing it on his own without uh, Edgar Wright's script. So I'm nervous it's not going to live up to it. And uh, from the, the hmm. word of mouth, it doesn't seem, sound like it did. So I'm like, I can maybe wait a bit. I think if you like really interesting, fun, uh, size-changing stuff and Hank Pym, I think you will love the movie. Okay. But Mm. that actually segues well to one of my other points that I wanted to make is 
One of the things that I think is so successful about the Marvel Universe is we talked a lot about in the Ultimates episodes last year, and spoilers, we will talk about this again next year, is that a lot of times the comics will have these big character-defining moments that ruin characters that the MCU has done a very, very good job at avoiding in a way that, like, maybe it's to, like, you know, PG up the universe or whatever, but, like, they make the characters, I think, like, more, not more likable, but, like, they clean it up a lot. Like, Hank Pym is one of those examples that, like, in the comics, he is known for beating his wife and creating a supervillain, and the movies don't have that, so he's just, like, kind of an asshole who's a hero at heart. And, like, Tony Stark has done a lot of bad shit in the comics. Like, you know, Civil War, we've talked about a lot. Yep, so much so that a younger version had to yeah. have like, there's, to replace. there's, like, a lot of... <laughs> so dumb. Wait, the, the, have... flip side, the, flip, the flip side of his argument, though, is uh, something like Doctor Strange, where all the weak, weird comic stuff is what makes him fascinating and making yeah. this another superhero kind of mm. trade the moment unique. But, I was going to say, he, he felt a little too much like Tony Stark from yeah, the, yeah, I, I, his movie. I, that's definitely fair. But I would also make an argument that, like, one Doctor Strange movie, you know, when you compare it to, like, early comics before, like, it started getting yeah, more ambitious. he has to know. start there. Yeah. He has to be Tony Stark in the beginning. No, but, uh, my argument would have been, because, uh, like, because um, the original origin was, a like, in the original comics, the original origin was a flashback. They didn't dwell on his Tony Stark in the yeah, comics yeah, yeah. at all. Uh, it, oh. Yeah, so, like, uh, what, what, what I would have done is have it be Clay as the main character being his apprentice or something like that. And mm. he tells her his origin to set up why... Like, Baron Mordor will be the main villain with maybe Dormammu backing him up. And, the, like, he'll tell the origin to explain that. But I don't think you need to go to step by step because his origin was never as crucial to his, his... That's fair. That's fair. But do you feel that way about other characters in the MCU? Or is it kind of, like, just Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange is a special case because uh, uh, by himself, his origin is, like, uh, you could have made an exception for him specifically because yeah. uh, he is not that interesting uh, origin-wise. He is just Tony Stark. But, like, overall, I feel like what when you have a universe that's been around for as long as the Marvel Universe, like, you know, 50, 60 years, characters, when bold writers come in and, and change status quo and everything, sometimes it does lasting damage to the legacy of the character that they can never shake, like Hank Pym being the most extreme example where like you can ne- or we talked about also like the new warriors in at the beginning of civil war when that school blows up you know and all those kids die that's something that that franchise will never be able to overcome they will always be defined by that yeah it's mm-hmm. for like it was this 18 years since there's just been the team that killed everyone at school yeah and that's one of the things that like i feel like the mcu does a very good job at like cherry picking where they like Yes, Tony Stark has struggles with alcoholism, but it's not his whole personality, you know, like, and a lot of those things that, like, Captain America doesn't have all this baggage of, like, all the problems he had during Watergate, for Oh, yeah, so this is actually a really good point, and it ties into what we're going to do next week, Ultimates 2. Because Ultimates 2 is the inverse of that. Ultimates 2 was, uh, one reason why I hated Ultimates when it came out, and I mentioned this, everything up, up prior, was I fear like these would become the mainstream versions of the characters, yeah. and they're all the mm-hmm. stereotypes of what the characters are. Like Tony Stark and all the universe, just like I want to just fucking swim in a pool of booze. I love drinking. Yeah. It's it's like the dark cast perception of these characters. Like yeah. every character is every superhero's negative but, but, aspect. But it is because it's a Mark Millar. But it still feels like what a non-comic reader would write the characters as. Like I could imagine mm-hmm. a, a, a film screenwriter saying this is obviously how these characters should be in the film because they're so over the top like it will translate so much so much better you have uh, super drunk you have this conservative dumbass Captain America yeah you have this hippie tour you gotta make these main characters while uh, the mm-hmm. Marvel films were the other way they tried to show some they, they stripped away all the 
the events that define these characters, like Tony Stark becoming a booze hound, yeah, uh, Hank Pym uh, be, beating his wife, and they focus on uh, what the character, uh, what defines the character. Like Tony Stark is a fucking playboy. Uh, uh, Captain America is like an underdog character in the first yeah. film because that's what that's what he, he was set out to be. He was like this scrawny guy who wanted to fight for his country, and he uh, uh, he didn't give a fuck how he did it. And th- that mm-hmm. spirit is what drove him. And so they, they boil the characters down to the essence instead of doing what Ultimates did is what really is a mainstream perception. Like Captain America in Ultimates is what people thought Captain America, who didn't know Captain America, thought Captain America was. They thought he must be a right-wing asshole because it was like yeah. the Bush years. And obviously Captain America would be pro-America, Bush, Bush asshole probably. Yeah. And that's one thing, mm-hmm. like, I was talking to somebody about, like, they were asking me questions about Iron Man in the comics. And, like, I have a lot of great Iron Man runs and I really love a lot of Iron Man comics. But, like, if somebody asked me, what's the def- what's your definitive Tony Stark? I would say, like, the movies. Same thing like Captain America. Like, Chris Evans, to me, is Captain America. And, like, I would recommend, if you're interested in the character, starting there instead of starting with, you know, like, a specific comic run. And I think that that really speaks to the testament of how much care they took. Where they didn't just want to make money with these characters. They wanted to expose the country and you know the world to why they loved the characters and i think that makes a big difference mm-hmm. where like man of steel is like let's show what how i would make Superman. man of steel is what, what like also the ultimate's take on yeah Superman. but it's like let's show That's like zach point. schneider and zach schneider has said like you know aquaman sucks we got to make him a big badass zach schneider says he doesn't like he doesn't like superman before the movie yeah like the movie, and like so. that's the thing is there's there's i think you could tell when a director wants to use a character for his own vision or mm-hmm. when a or when a writer's vision is of the way they you know of why they love the character and i think every single mcu film even the ones that are weaker than others i feel like they do a really really good job at like at least selling you on why you should give a shit about them yeah like they they portray the the aspect that people love about them i was going th- i was thinking it's like you can tell the writers of like the mcu like the screenwriters that they like the source material, not just like the identity of the characters themselves. Yes, they, they, like the, they like the characters, not just the IP. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing. And I think it also helps that I can't think of anything that's consistently as good at casting actors and actresses as the MCU has been. Like, mm. every casting choice they've made, to me, has been like so on point that it like almost by default defines the character for me just because like once i see them in a movie i'm like this is like this is it you get it Hmm. but you know we'll see if they could keep it up (laughs) (laughs) we'll see if ryan and i and daryl keep it up for these movies (laughs) (laughs) oh great is that a a sex thing yes yeah of course of course it is (laughs) okay i just want to make sure that's true. It's good to have consent. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us during our interim <laughs> <laughs> emergency episode. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see more content like this, uh, this is, we talked about this being kind of a preview for our Patreon because we have we had literally I think one discussion like this on Man, Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. No, we also did uh, like what role should superheroes play as a discussion. Oh yeah, our superheroes should be inspiring. I think. Those yeah. Uh, we we have recorded the other episode. It's just like we said. Like it's not like we're. <laughs> it's there. It's just not. Film on a vacation. Don't make it, any... don't, it doesn't matter. To, to it these doesn't people, matter. it's the same thing. The episode's not here. Yeah, yeah. it exists. Like we, we, we're good for a man. Please don't beat us. <laughs> what, I, what I thought. You, 
what I thought you were going to say is that if you subscribe to the Flying Machine Network and you <laughs> hand us $5 a month, you can actually listen to a new podcast series that's Patreon exclusive about the Flying Machine hosts. Is, is that what they are, hosts? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they are, uh, the Flying Machine owners, Malcolm and Justin, they ha- yeah. are now hosts again after a while of not being hosts. They are hosting mm-hmm. their new show, Patreon only, talking about MCU. Yes, MC yeah. University, which is a very good title. So if you want to hear other nerds get, do like deep dives into the movies and talk about what they did right, what they did wrong, you should subscribe. Yes, uh, patreon.com slash flying machine. Yeah, as well as hearing us complain about Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to hear us talk about modern comics, you want to hear us talk about uh, general just theses on different superior concepts like this one, go to Patreon. Yes. Yeah, and if you hate that we keep plugging Patreon, too bad. Yeah, too bad. Uh, we don't plug it on the Patreon. So. You know, make a stop if we got enough money that we didn't need to fucking worry about anymore. <laughs> yeah. that, that's not true. We're we're gonna we're gonna be in this the please like subscribe and comment <laughs> for the rest no, of the our Patreon. Lives. So, so uh, <laughs> you're here for here for first, folks. We're just down here from here. We're just gonna be more and more shields. <laughs> yeah, it's downhill. It's like the MCU. It's downhill from here. The yeah. Patreon... Eventually, we have to. We can't keep it forever. It gotta go bad eventually. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The Patreon's so successful that we shipped Phil off on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the money's going. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even fucking use audio. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think right. we've wasted everyone's time enough. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Oh, wait, Daryl, do you want to do it? You're the big host this time. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>